Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here from the home office. It is a Thursday morning, September 15th, and can't you feel it? It's the hint of fall outside. It's just not quite as humid. I think it's in the 60s, upper 60s this morning. So Lord, please bless us with some fall weather. Hey, you are joining us for something we call Romans Rewind. This is where we take 10 or 15 minutes every weekday morning, right at this time, 8 a.m., to unpack a portion of God's Word. And this season, we are running concurrently with our series in the Book of Romans, where we are following up the previous Sunday sermon by unpacking in more detail and nuance some of the things we uh, found in the passage from the week before. And of course, we are um, looking at two of the most famous verses in all of the Bible. And for good reason, um, Paul in many ways presents them as the Christian manifesto, our central controlling uh, dynamic in the Christian life. And of course, I'm talking about Romans 12, one through two. Now let me read that for us and let's dive in. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And last time we kind of dug into this idea of sacrifice and where is Paul drawing this language? And of course, he's drawing it from the Old Testament, Leviticus specifically, and this idea that, that the worshiper in the Old Testament would bring his or her offering to the Lord as a prelude to communing and having relationship and fellowship with God and their sins forgiven. And there were five kinds of Old Testament sacrifices we discussed last time. There was the, the sin offering and the guilt offering and the burn offering and uh, the peace offering and a, and, a, and a number of others, right? And we asked the question, why? Why so many offerings? And the answer to that, I think, is that all of these offerings, when, when taken together, encompass the totality of life. They touched on every single area of religious life in Israel, whether it was personal in terms of sin, relational, whether it was violation of laws or ritual impurities. There, there was nothing. And then, of course, Thanksgiving with their food, food offerings. And the, and the idea was that there, there was nothing that, fall, that fell outside of the gaze of God's rule and reign in their life. And in much the same way, we are called, we are, we're not, we not just are called to be worshipers. We are worshipers. The question is, what are we worshiping? And do we look at our, all of our life, every area of our life as a spiritual act of worship? Now, today I want to camp out, um, on what it means to present ourselves. Okay. What, 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 what is happening here? Right. And again, when we are called to we understand kind of this idea of sacrifice, but what does it mean to present present ourselves? How, how does that happen? How does that work? And once again, I think the the key to understanding this is 
is clearly going back to the Old Testament. So turn, we look at a couple of passages this morning. First of all, turn to Psalms 52. And Psalm 52, again, a, a well-known Psalm, I'm sorry, that's Psalm 51. And David, of course, is confessing his sin against Bathsheba and against the Lord. And he is talking about bringing his sacrifices to God and to, to, to have restored fellowship and forgiveness of sins with him. But he says something interesting, verse 16 and 17 of Psalm 51, for you will not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it or I would give it. You will not be pleased with the burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. And so David says, it's not enough for me to bring an offering outwardly like a, a, an animal to be killed. There's something else I need to be bringing, which is a broken heart, a contrite spirit, a, a humble confession of sin. And what David is pointing us to there is that in this, in the, all the Old Testament is filled with this, God never desired naked sacrifices. And by that, what we mean are sacrifices for the sake of sacrifices. That this was some sort of um, ritualistic um, endeavor that was sort of divorced from anything going on inwardly inside the worshiper. No, the, the outward sacrifice was meant to denote an inward posture on behalf of the person coming to the Lord that they knew they were sinful. They knew that they were in need. Um, and they knew that it was their blood that deserved to be shed. And that as the blood of the animal was shed, then they are all the more impacted internally to have a broken and contrite spirit. And God says, if you, if you're just bringing me sacrifices, then, then just forget it, right? I don't desire your sacrifices without your heart. So thinking about this from a New Testament perspective, what does it mean to bring our sacrifices, our lives sort of in the right posture? How, how are we to present ourselves? Give me a couple passages, turn back to Genesis chapter four. And here we have um, one of the, it's the first mention, prop, well, that's a little controversial. It's one of, if not the first, one of the very first mentions of any kind of sacrifice being made in the Bible under the old covenant. And of course, I'm talking about Cain and Abel. So let's look at, um, look at verse two of chapter four in Genesis. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain, a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of fruit of the ground and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. Now, when we think about why was it that God accepted Cain's offering, I mean, Abel's offering and not Cain's, and of course, this ultimately led to the murder of, of Abel by Cain because he was jealous of him and angry at God. Well, you know, many have speculated, well, Cain was bringing an offering of fruit um, and Abel was bringing an offering of, of an animal where blood was shed. And so this points to the idea there has to be the shedding of blood. I don't think, well, 
we can speculate on that. I, I don't think that's the crux of it. Okay, the crux of why God accepted Abel's sacrifice and not Cain's, I think is very clear because the Bible tells us about it in Hebrews chapter 11. Once again, interpret the Bible with the Bible, right? So here we, here we find this in verse 4 of Hebrews 11. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Now, that's pretty amazing, right? What the writer of Hebrews is saying, that the reason God accepted Abel's offering and not Cain's is that Cain offered his in faith, meaning he came to God in a posture of dependence. He came to God in a posture of confession and of need, of reaching out to God, of entrusting himself to God, of looking to God in faith to receive the promises of forgiveness and restoration. We don't know exactly what was going on in, Cain, in Cain's heart, but it wasn't that. Cain um, offered, and we can only speculate, right? But he wasn't offering in faith. Maybe he thought um, he came with a haughty spirit to God. Maybe he came with a distrustful spirit. Maybe he was just going through the motions. Maybe he was um, didn't think the, the sacrifice was necessary. I mean, th there could be a hundred things, but, but they all boil down at the end of the day to a lack of faith. He did not believe in the promises of God to do what he was going to do through the submission of his life on whatever uh, level that happened in his heart. So what, what do we learn from this? Again, what God requires of us as we offer up ourselves is, is nothing less than faith. The writer Paul in Romans 13 reminds us anything not proceeding from faith is sin. And so how, how do we present ourselves in faith? Well, when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, we are first of all acknowledging that God's way is best. Even when we can't see it, even when we can't understand it. Um, God, if I offer up this area of my life to you, um, these are going to be the ramifications. Or God, I'm not sure I can let go of this because of that. Well, God, if I commit myself to this particular thing, um, how can I trust that you're going to meet me in that place? God, if I, if I really let go of my money, or if I really let go of my gifts, if I really let go of my time, if I really let go of my hobbies, um, I'm not confident that you are going to do what is best and right for me. You, you may say no to something. You may call me to something else. And in that sort of spirit, God would say, I'd rather not have your sacrifices, right? What I really want is your heart. Now, of course, God wants our sacrifices, but he doesn't want them apart from a broken and contrite spirit. So as we're bringing our whole lives to God, we need to be doing this in a posture of faith, saying, God, I'm going to trust you and your word more than I'm going to trust myself.
I am going to um, believe that you are faithful. I'm going to believe that you will return this sacrifice to me tenfold. And I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I'm talking about in terms of spiritual blessing. And that's going to be super important as we come to our passage this coming week, where Paul begins to talk about specifically what it means to bring our uh, bodies as living sacrifices within the body of Christ as self. Now, I'm going to preview that tomorrow, but for today, be thinking, be praying, be seeching God, asking him, God, may I offer my life to you, not out of ritual, not out of duty, um, but out of a broken spirit, a contrite heart, out of a, out of a faith that trusts that you will do best by me for you, for my good and for your glory. All right, let's pray. Lord, give us the faith to offer our sacrifices in faith, to offer our lives in faith. Lord, we're oftentimes so fearful, so anxious, holding on, not entrusting, not believing, and Lord, we need your help. So Father, we um, pray that your spirit would give us guidance and wisdom to know what this looks like, what it means. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. See you tomorrow, everybody.